I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. We have now changed the podcast. It is no longer Sick Boy Podcast. It is just Dog Podcast. There's two fucking dogs in here. And actually, to, to be honest with you... We're going to be reviewing dogs every week. Yes. These, these <laughs> ones, we, we, we get them from the breeders. So this one, this one I found, um, it has a nice rump bottom. Uh, it's, uh, its temperament is quite calm, as you can see. It's just letting me turn it around like crazy in the air. Um, it is How much cute. does it weigh? It is cute as a button. It weighs precisely 7.9 pounds. <laughs> wow. Um, I think I will name it Donut. And um, and what then you, after you name it, we'll take it back to the breeder and we'll have different ones to review on the podcast that's right. for next week. What do you guys think about this one? What do you have there, Brian? This one's a golden retriever. It usually has a fair temperament, but today, we'll see. right now, it's a little bit rambunctious. Yes. A touch. <laughs> it's got a soft Just a touch. rump. Very nice fa- paw pads. girthy yeah. for its, its age. He's got girth. But he is very cute paw pad. He is boy. girthy. He is a girthy boy. If you want to see our new puppies, Donut and uh, Rupert, you can go to YouTube and check it out. We're all back in the fucking studio, vaxxed and waxed yeah. and ready to fuck our dogs. Loki's, right? Loki's dead. Oh, no, <laughs> I had, I had no. Put, I had to put Loki down so no, he's that, not with us. No, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but speaking of, uh, speaking of um, dead dogs... Uh, I don't think this yeah. dog is dead, but this dog will eventually die at one point. Check this fucking video. Is that a real transition? It <laughs> is. Uh, this is uh, all the talk of dogs made made uh, made me really want to find a way to put this in the show. This is an X-ray of a dog while eating. Look at this. Oh, whoa! Now That's you can crazy. see he swallows oh, it. Wow! And it goes right in his. And you can see that the owner is feeding it shit. Yeah. So he's he's eating logs of poop. Look like logs of poop. You know. It? You know what's really interesting about this is that I mean, this is fascinating regardless of whether it's, it's an super animal wild. Or, a, or a human or whatever it, it would be. But I always imagine that it takes a really long time for it to get to my stomach. But it really, it, oh. it's right there. <laughs> well, right I mean, away. A, yeah. But I mean, a dog. I don't know. I I don't know. I actually don't know what happens with human anatomy. I know a dog's like digestion is much quicker than ours, but. It does slip down there pretty quickly. Now, here's the thing. It looks like a roller coaster taking it, off. It does, right? <laughs> I feel like I've got about the same digest, digestive rate as... Here's the crazy part of this dogs. video, though. You, it hasn't happened yet. So in about in a couple of seconds now, the dog, they force the dog so much food that it then throws it all back up. Ready for this? <laughs> oh, no, no, he doesn't. No, I'm joking. No. I just had the video on loop. Um, uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool, right? So for our, for our listeners only, it was an, a video of an x-ray of a dog eating, but you can like see the food slipping down the 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 i guess the what would you call it accelerating if you will the other end of their asshole (laughs) yeah yeah from mouth to ass uh it yeah it it was it did look quite fast eh? anyway it slips down there really does yeah Yeah. isn't that hilarious to think that the other end of your asshole is your mouth yeah well we're all donuts kind of i've always been i've been very very much exactly i've been saying this forever yeah. We're just walking donuts. Yeah. I the mean, other end of the hole. If I climbed into your asshole and kept going, you I'd come, come out your mouth. You Eventually. Would. But you have to go through a bunch of things, guys. Like everybody it's, it's has not seen like the, the magic, mythical digging to China. Everybody no. has seen the magic school bus episode. Like the other end of the asshole is like the large intestine or like the small intestine. And then it's like, then it's something else. Then it's something else. And then it's something. Yeah. But and then it eventually, is eventually. Yeah. But Brian, it is a, it kind, is, yes. No, yes, it is the golden I, brick road yeah, yeah. that leads to. I mean, to, think about it. It's like, it's like, um, it's like, you know, the greatest highway 
on planet Earth, the Trans-Canada Highway. If you're listening everybody on... Knows, uh, everybody knows that the Trans-Canada Highway is one of, it's the greatest highway on planet Earth. <laughs> if, but if you get on the Trans-Canada in Nova Scotia, you know, it's just a highway that takes you to places you'd go in Nova Scotia. But, but the other end... keep going... Yeah, yeah, but the you're other end... driving straight to the Pacific. You're driving yeah. straight to the asshole of Canada. That's the where you're other going. End, <laughs> the other end of the Nova Scotia part of the, the Trans-Canada Highway is New Brunswick, though. So it's like... Right. like it like yes, yeah, New Brunswick's the gallbladder of Canada. Yeah. We all know this—the <laughs> one that you could remove and no one cares about. <laughs> Shots fired. Hey, we love we love all of our New Brunswick <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, listen, uh, speaking of uh, the, the the greatest highway on the planet, let's talk about some of the greatest athletes on the planet. Yeah, uh, guys, I am just nailing the transitions today. You are. That was smooth. Uh, this is yeah. actually a bit of a bummer. Uh, this is news coming out of uh, Axios. Um, the deaf blind Paralympian, uh, a deaf blind Paralympian quits team USA after being told she can't bring assistant. So a couple of weeks ago, we had watched a video of a U.S. um, para, uh, Paralympic athlete who was a sprinter. And as he's doing his sport, as he sprints, he has his, his assistant and this pair, uh, this Paralympian is, is blind. So he has his assistant attached to his by his wrist and they sprint together they run the 100 meter sprint together and um uh the guy that's attached to him his assistant is like shouting out how much further he has to go and and you know at keeping him in in the right line the right direction yeah so that role is not uh unique to just that athlete obviously there are Paralympic athletes that many other Paralympic Paralympic athletes that need um, an assistant like that, but not only just like that, they, I think also just like personal care assistants. Mm -hmm. And so this is where uh, Becker Myers is coming in uh, a six time Paralympic medalist who is blind and deaf uh, withdrew from team USA this weekend after being told that she could not bring her mother who also happens to be her personal care assistant to Tokyo to help her navigate the games. Per the Washington Post. Why? Well, it's all because of COVID. So there's these very oh, high, high COVID restrictions happening in Tokyo, where unless you are, uh, unless you are a pivotal part of the games <laughs> taking place, then uh, your dog just attacked you. Oh my god! Jesus dude. Christ! He's just so mad. Put that, that thing down, dude. And I don't mean put it down on the ground. I mean <laughs> kill put it. it. Put it out of its misery. That's a that is a vicious, awful dog. I didn't know golden retrievers were, were were so vicious and horrible. He actually was being fine until your dog was acting up. So then I oh. actually, oh, 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 I actually don't do not move. <laughs> don't move. Holy fuck! I actually this is, put it was your dog such down. a bad idea to fucking bring was, our dogs. It was. Can you take can you take donut up into your lap? Because uh, I I can't with the. It's with funny the though because we, we <laughs> recorded. I'm so sorry, folks. This is such a fucking shit show. It is literally the peanut gallery in this motherfucker. I I've never been so annoyed by my puppy. <laughs> Ever, I love him so much, but the last two hours, I I regret getting a puppy. I'm I can't believe I did this to myself. It's so funny, though. Donut, because, you're going yeah. out on a leash on the road tonight, <laughs> and that's it. What's the church step for dogs? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I'm putting you in a pram, and I'm leaving you on someone's doorstep. It's so funny, though, because yesterday we brought them I'm in, joking, and we had folks. them in. I'm joking, I love we, my we, we brought them in for a recording, and they... They played yeah, they before just, and they just, just went to sleep. So look at this. Look at this mangy beast right yeah. here. Um, so so Myers, Myers, who would have had a chance to medal in four events at Tokyo, um, said the decision to leave the team was difficult, obviously. Uh, but she needed to say something to affect change because this can't go on any longer. She was quoted saying uh, Myers was born with Usher syndrome. I've never heard of that. Uh, a rare genetic disorder that left her. Did she have it bad? <laughs> I'm not gonna laugh. At that. that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Was really yeah. Funny. the doctor yeah. was like, "You got part it. two, got it and did she have part one or part two? God damn it, uh, Usher syndrome." And she which, was like, "Yeah." Well, she did. She did have it bad because it left her deaf at birth and has progressively robbed her of her sight. So oh. I don't think you can get it more bad. Was oh. she going nowhere fast? She reached the climax. <laughs> she had it. She had it bad. Uh, since 2017, Myers was permitted by the U.S. Olympics and Paralympic Committee to bring her mother to international competitions as her PCA, her personal care assistant. Uh, but the Organization Committee of the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics has strictly limited who is able to attend the games due to the pandemic. 
This means personal care assistants, including Myers' mom, are not permitted to travel to Japan, the USOPC told Myers and her family. Which, like, okay. It's, it's fucking insane. It's fucking <laughs> insane. Because listen, yes, I understand. It's a global pandemic. You need to take all the precautions that you can take. But she needs, she needs that person there. Like that is a, that is absolutely required. We were having this conversation the other day about like a couple of days ago about the, you know, like there are rules and there needs to be rules and we need to draw, we've drawn lines in, in places just because there needs to be a line drawn somewhere. But a lot of the lines end up being t- or tend to be drawn in ways that are so contradictory of each other yeah, where yeah. you just, where it's like, it's laughable. It's silly. It's yeah. Some yeah. of it's silly. It, like the example of, of that, the silliness is like going to a patio bar and like, say your table is right next to the entrance to the patio, having to wear your mask to your table, right? Sitting down, taking your mask off. And then getting up and leaving, but putting your mask on yeah. and taking one step, like and like the rule is there. The line is it. the line is drawn at drawn at. Oh, you have to have your mask on when you go to your table. <laughs> but you know, and logically, if you think about it, you're like, well, my table is right is right there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I obviously don't need to, but yeah. the line has been drawn, yeah. and so you're asked to by this. It's, and so it's like it's it's this way in which it 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 ridiculously contradicts itself. It makes no sense. Yeah. And and in like hospitals and when you're going to clinics and you have to, and you should be, be able to be there with somebody that you love or somebody that in this case that you need to take care of and needs your actual physical support. You are, you, and it's like that person probably, they probably live together or if they don't live together, they probably are so close with one another because yeah. they support each other in yeah. that way yeah. that it's like, yo, if one of us has COVID, we both got COVID. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just that's just how it but it's is. It's also you need to like like it's frustrating when people can't think of like what is the intent of this rule? Like what is the purpose of this rule? Because like to go back to the analogy of of like the patio and taking yeah. one step and having to put your mask on, like the intent is I get that. Isn't to like I understand isn't it. Isn't that you have to you know, the the intent is like to not spread COVID. Yes. You know, yeah. like, and if that is not going to spread COVID by taking one step and not having your mask on, then like, then do it. Then it's not, yeah. that shouldn't but be But you're already rule, you know? bringing a fuckload of people. You decided to have the Olympics. Yeah. You already well, made this fucking decision. Yeah. Yeah. So you're bringing a bunch of fucking people to Japan to do this and to draw the line there like that. Yeah. That's where it, yeah. so yeah. the, 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 the USOPC, um, uh, the 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 Olympic Committee was quoted saying, "quote There remain no ex- exceptions to late additions to our delegation list, other than the athletes and essential opera, uh, operational personnel, uh, which Rick Adams, chief of sport performance and national governing body services for the U.S. OPC, told Becca's father, according to the Washington Post. Here's the here's the fucking wild thing. Okay, that way that wasn't it. <laughs> well, there will be PCAs." at the Olympics, but there will be one dedicated PCA for the 34 people that the U S Paralympic swim team have. They're trying to, they're trying to bring attention to um, how overrun public schools are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's like the personal or it's like the, the care homes, like, right? This is exactly like grade eight at Prince Arthur junior high. Yeah. But it's just like, it's, it's so counterproductive because if one person that needs a personal support worker has COVID and then that, then there's only one worker for 34 of them. And yeah, that one, right. yeah, it's all, all 34. Right. Whereas if everyone yeah. has their own individual one yeah. and they maintain their bubble, it's not going to spread. Is it is so back true. ass words. Yeah. It makes no like, sense. Like that's something that I feel like if that no one said that to whoever was making up the rules. And if you were in the room at the time and you went, but wait, and they'd, <laughs> they, they would immediately go, Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah, right. shit, yeah. shit, shit. That's right. So yeah. Becca, Becca <laughs> put out a tweet. Uh, she said, uh, I've had to make the gut-wrenching decision decision to withdraw from the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. I'm angry, I'm disappointed, but most of all, I'm sad not to be representing my country. The USOPC has denied a reasonable and essential accommodation for me as a blind, deaf athlete to be able to compete in Tokyo, telling me repeatedly that I do not need a personal care assistant, quote, who I trust because 
there will be a single PCA on staff that is available to assist me and 33 other Paralympic swimmers, nine of whom are also visually impaired. Mm-hmm. The USOPC has approved me having a trusted PCA, my mom, at all international meets since 2017, but this time it's different. With COVID, there are new safety measures and limits of non-essential staff in place, rightfully so, but, but a trusted PCA is essential for me to compete. You know what? So the, in 2021... The, the, the crazy thing, though, is... And so I was, uh, I was a coach. Uh, I was an assistant coach for the canoe-kayak team at uh, Canada Games in 2017. So there was four of us coaching. We had like 20 athletes. And to be responsible for 20 athletes, even that's sharing fu- the burden of four, like yeah. four people... To, and, and, and and not and, people who need... Yeah, you're need, talking about like, athletes like, that are who, like... Who can take care of yep. like yeah. themselves. They're just not, they're just not disabled. Just, they're just needy. Yeah. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very, very needy. Yeah. Um, but so to imagine... And, and also, like, on top of that, think of, like, the additional COVID protocols that are in place that make everything else you do that yeah. much more... Like, the, there's so many more steps to, like, yeah. going anywhere, getting ready, yeah. or doing whatever you have to do because you have to follow these protocols... That like one personal care worker for thirty four people, it, and and, it's, and if you're and if you're gonna have one for each, let's let, let's just imagine that one that there's one for each person that needs that needs one. That's only thirty, yeah, three more people, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and thirty three, not just not just only thirty three more people. That's thirty three more people that will that are essential. Yeah, yeah. That, are, that are required to be there, right? Yeah. If like you're deciding to have the Olympic Games, you right. might as fucking you need well. them. Yeah, yeah. You it's like well. you might. It's it's like having the Olympic Games without the ath- like trying to have yeah. the Olympic Games without yeah. the athletes because they're that essential. It's like, the, yeah. like, like take, let's take away the track. Like the track. Yeah. The, the track is a bit of a hotbed for COVID, so we're just <laughs> yeah. gonna swap the track for like the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She she yeah. finally went on to say, so in 2021, why as a disabled person am I fighting for my rights? I'm speaking up for future generations of Paralympic athletes in hope that they never have to experience the pain I've been through. Enough is mm. enough. So, you know, Becca, fucking we're rooting for you. And it's a goddamn shame that you're you're going through what you're going through because it, yeah. it really is unfair. It's it's a, it's you know, a huge bummer. You know who would be uh, super pissed about this? Who's uh, that? Our friend with CP, David Wendell uh, from Six Wheel Painting Co. Yeah. And he would be. You know what's sweet? He sent us a box. I've got two t-shirts for you guys. You're and, wearing one uh, of them. I'm wearing one right now. Mm-hmm. Brian arbitrarily took the black one. He didn't ask either of us. I I was the one who only uh, one other liaised color. with him to get them. So I was like, I'm going to, I did the work. I'm but also take, right above my that. head here, you can see the artwork that we uh, purchased from him in studio. Yeah, that's one of the pieces. There's two other ones. Yeah. And I fucking love them. And Brian decided which one gets to fucking come to the studio and which ones he keeps because he paid for it with his own money. Whatever. Fuck. And he also sent uh, stickers and buttons and stuff. So I'm super yeah, stoked. Uh, what a fucking gem. That moving guy right along. Uh, this is a wild story that came out of the CBC. Uh, my good friend Katie, all the way from Vancouver, every once in a while will send me a text with something mm-hmm. just chef's kiss for the show. And this is it. BC nurse driver's license suspended after she couldn't do a breathalyzer test due to facial paralysis. Jamie Vanderleek says she had no way to prove her sobriety under law about roadside alcohol breath tests. Okay. So uh, a BC nurse whose face is partially paralyzed says her driver's license was suspended and her car impounded after she was unable to provide a breathalyzer sample during a roadside check. I don't know why I'm laughing. And that Canadian laws about alcohol breath tests leave people with certain disabilities no way to prove their innocence. I, I thought you were laughing because I was like, is she like, why did she get pulled over in the first place? Is she just a well, shitty fucking driver? Yeah, what? well, I look, yeah. I, I want to be careful what we say because uh, I would actually love to get Jamie on the show. Okay. So Jamie Vander, uh, Vanderleek, she's 44. She's from Port Alberni, says mm-hmm. she developed a severe case of Bell's palsy damage to the facial nerve, which has left her paralyzed on one side of her face during one of her pregnancies. That's fucking super wild in and yeah, of itself. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the palliative care nurse was vacationing with her husband and children in Penticton in BC's Okanagan Valley on Saturday. Lots of good wine there. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, when an RCMP officer stopped her for a roadside check after a day at the lake. 
So it was just a roadside check. Pulls okay. In, okay. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I haven't gone through the article, but there's nothing to say that she was swerving all, all over the fucking road. Like <laughs> that's what I was like. Hit a pedestrian. The Bell's palsy thing. Like that. Yeah. yeah. That fucking sucks. And so, that's not funny. But, no, no. But no, like no. getting pulled over because you're a shitty driver and them thinking you're drunk. That would be, that would be kind of funny. It, 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 maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> the, funny for us. Yeah. The yeah. officer asked, uh, Vanderlee to provide a breath sample to test for alcohol. Now, was that RCMP officer looking at her face going, you look drunk as fuck. Right. The whole yeah. side of your face ain't moving. Yeah. You got to be drunk. I don't know. I, well, who, who knows? Yeah. So he asked her for a breathalyzer and she says she tried, but because of her condition, she failed to create a seal over the device and blow in enough air for a viable test. So she was like, yeah, I'll do it. But of course, her mouth can't like wrap around that fucking thing so she can blow right. hard enough. She says she explained her medical condition to the officer who told her she was being difficult and said she would be oh served God. an immediate roadside suspension. She said, I can't even blow up a balloon. I said, I'm actually trying my best, but I can't even blow up a balloon for my kid's birthday party. She said, <laughs> and he's like, that's exactly what a drunk person. Would yeah, say. yeah. 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 Uh, she he's said, also a character from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> she said, I said, go ask my kids in the vehicle. They'll tell you mommy's face is broken and she can't blow up balloons. Oh, oh my God. Mommy's face is broken. Oh, uh, obviously he didn't ask them. She said, I, sh I showed him my smile. I showed him my teeth. I showed him one side of my face is paralyzed. At that point, I started pleading with him saying, Please take me to the hospital to do a blood alcohol level test because I haven't been drinking. Vanderleek's car was impounded for 30 days and her oh. driver's license was suspended for 90, leaving her unable to work as a registered nurse and care for her patients who require what? end of life care. I mean, th what this is huge. Dick. Yeah, yeah. This guy had a I fucking mean, stick up his ass I mean, for sure. Like take her, take her to the hospital then. Like do that. Yeah. Do, yeah. The, do that. Yeah, that's too much paperwork. Leave the car. Yeah. Too much paperwork. The Penticton, like, Pen, Penticton like, oh, RCMP, yeah, Penticton much. RCMP, notorious. Do not like paperwork. Notorious, <laughs> oh, notori yeah. notoriously. I can picture this guy too. Like I'm, you know, I know what this guy looks like, and I guarantee you, donut in hand, like crumbs on on shirt, just and a little coffee stain, just a, like to the left of his fucking. RCMP tie, if they wear those, I don't know. Um, uh, she said, <laughs> were, "I've never had a criminal record." Jackets. I've never had a criminal past. In the meantime, here I sit being discriminated against because of my facial deformity. Penticton RCMP said Thursday in a statement that it could not provide further details of what happened at the scene because it's an ongoing investigation. Man, hmm. All, hmm, interesting. Very much. Very similar to a lot of the other things that the RCMP <clears throat> seems to drop the ball on and all, just don't want to fucking talk all, about. All joking aside, like that, I, man, I, I can imagine how traumatic of an experience that would be. Like, for everyone. Like, for everyone. Like the yeah. whole family, you know? And and also to lose your job, especially like like, like how the fuck did that go on for thirty days? Like, like well, the, it, and it her seems patience. like such a gross injustice yeah. that it's like. I mean, it's a very weird. Uh, it's a very weird uh, example of of uh, guilty until proven innocent, mm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. and and also I won't do the thing that could prove the innocence yeah yeah exactly i mean she can't do, she so she can't do the thing that's like the standard mm. because i mean and like fair enough there's a there, that's the that's the standard but like then there's a there's an impediment in the way of accomplishing the standard test for proving the innocence so so if you're someone find who, a new like yeah. find a new way yeah. don't just go this is it this is the like you must it? be drunk you must yeah. be a drunk Isn't fuck. It so crazy that like we create systems as human beings and we re rely on other human beings to do these jobs and like then when somebody just fucking drops a ball or doesn't do their job like how how greatly or negatively that can impact somebody else's life because somebody just like didn't fucking take the time yeah. to do and this thing or like, didn't like, care that much. Does that like, guy want to be in the fucking paper? Does yeah, he want to be yeah, in a CBC yeah. article about that? Well, I'm like sure it, he but, had no fucking clue. I know, but which how is, do you but, not know? But that's it's thing, 2021. It, it, it sounds like, yeah. like, like a lack of education or like somebody who's just so ignorant to like other people's experiences in life. Well, they're just like, he's the, like, oh, well, it can't, like he doesn't know, or dude, they don't know about Bell's palsy and they're just like, well, they must be drunk. Like, like you're a cop yeah. in twenty in twenty twenty one. Like, if you're not thinking at every at every fucking turn that 
something that you do could end up at the front on the front page of a newspaper. Then like, well, maybe he thought then like, not. Get your head out of your ass. Because I feel I feel that police officers are more concerned with like who has a camera and is recording this, and it doesn't seem yeah. like there are any like recordings. Yeah. So I think that they pro- this per- this officer probably thought they were fine, right? You know, yeah. yeah well, they ain't. Uh, no. And also, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Um, she went on to say it takes it takes about as much effort as blowing through a straw inserted into a glass of water. The likelihood that an individual cannot provide a breath sample is extremely rare and is usually due to reasons other than physical disability or medical condition. Which is um, like, which is like what? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I, That's puzzling to me. Yeah. Van, Vanderleek's situation is not unique to BC. In one high profile case in 2019 uh, that prompted a charter challenge against mandatory alcohol screening, Norma McLeod, 76, of Victoria, had her car towed and license suspended after being unable to provide a breath sample uh, due to a chronic lung condition and an implant on the roof of her mouth that was uh, the result of cancer. So wow. she, had, she had double the issue. Um, quote, I do think Canadians should be concerned because, this is, because of this exact issue, said BC lawyer Jennifer Taran, who was part of a team that filed a judicial review with the BC Supreme Court regarding McLeod's case. Quote, there are a number of people who are more vulnerable, whether they have illnesses or injuries that prevent them from being able to comply with the with the demand. If a driver refuses to provide one sa- the sample or is unable to provide a sample, a police officer can issue an immediate roadside prohibition, an IRP, or make an arrest if the person has a spotty driving record. Taryn works with the BC with the Victoria-based Steel Law Corp, a firm that focuses on roadside prohibitions and other alleged driving offenses. Prior to 2018, police were required to have a reasonable suspicion that a driver had been drinking before demanding a test. But in December 2018, the federal government amended the Canadian Criminal Code, allowing police to demand roadside breath tests of any driver. Taryn has been served served an immediate roadside prohibition. Uh, Taryn said, being served an immediate roadside prohibition can trigger a lengthy and expensive process, of course, including an automatic $250 driver's license reinstatement fee, $500 fine, towing and storage costs up to $1,000, and mandatory uh, participation in the responsible driver's program at around a cost of $930. A review process is available, but can be difficult to win without the help of a lawyer, she said. So then you got lawyer fees on top of that fucking thing. Fuck. Quote, in the system, the burden of proof is on the applicant or the driver to prove the case, she said. So essentially, the police officer can say what they want about what they observed, and then it's incumbent on the driver to disprove what the officer is saying yeah. or make a defense, <coughs> Guilty which can be really fucking right. difficult. That's, that's bullshit because that's not the way that the law is supposed you know, to work. You know, <laughs> this is this is just like a really good example of, uh, I can't remember who said it. It was a few years ago on uh, on a podcast. And yeah, I heard Rogan. on Rogan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> definitely Rogan. Episode of Rogan. Someone on Rogan, I think. <laughs> and um, and it was like the 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 basic premise of it was was whenever you're going to change something, if you're ever thinking that something needs to be changed, and you like you have this, you know, you're you're really passionate about like making a change in something, and you know you're going to go about it, and like this is the I think the context of the conversation was in politics, um, that it's really, really hard to make something like 5% better, but it's really fucking easy to make something like 15 or 20% worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so like whenever you're going to do something like really, really look at both sides of how, of of all the positive impacts that that change can have. And then also like, what are the potential negative impacts that that thing can have? Because undoubtedly there are unforeseen negative impacts that something would have Mm. because changing the criminal code to make like roadside, um, roadside breathalyzer checks i mean fuck make that statement nine times out of ten that sounds fucking no-brainer like yeah. mm-hmm. like oh we want to make like drunk driving we want to take we want less drunk driving okay so that's obviously the probably the backdrop of that of that decision mm-hmm. but then and then you and then you you know you you, you do that and then it comes along these depends instances. on who you ask though who like what communities you ask if that's a good thing, sure, too, right, right, yeah, exactly. But, but exactly, that's exactly but, the point. But mm. that's what I mean because on the level, on the surface, on the very surface, if you just say, "Hey, like drunk driving, we want less drunk driving," right? Yes, should we enact this thing that we that should take away less drunk that should make drunk driving a less common thing? 
Yes. And then and now you have now this. Dig down a few layers yeah. deeper and you're yeah. going to start to find problems as to how that could happen. And yeah. this is an example. And yeah. like an example, like when you talk about communities, mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of indigenous communities that are really that get really fucked over by by that because of like heavy discrimination yeah. in terms of indigenous yeah. communities thinking that there's more alcohol happening there. And like that just like, but it's also just giving more assumption. power to the police, which is, yeah. You know, yeah. Which is a fucking a huge problem. Yeah. Fucking yeah. problem too. Uh, the officer said, put your hand over your face and pinch your lip closed. She said, uh, quote, I tried everything he told me and I couldn't do it. She thinks the law needs to change quote. I don't want to see one more person with a medical issue. Go through what I'm going through. She said, I would like to see if someone can produce a breathalyzer for a medical reason that the officer has to immediately take you to emergency to have our blood alcohol taken. Give us a chance to prove we're innocent. So uh, I don't know, you know, like maybe we'll maybe we'll get uh, Vanderleek on the show and yeah. and have a conversation about this because there's definitely, I mean, for sure, this is if this is a, uh, you know, assuming she wasn't drunk, this is an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah this definitely. is a, this is a fucking issue. Well, even if she was, like, there was no way to prove it. That's the, like, and that's yeah. the whole thing. I wonder if, like, so you know how if you need corrective eyewear, that's on your driver's license as yeah. a condition for you driving? It's like, this person cannot drive unless they have corrective eyewear. Like, I wonder if that's something that could be on someone's license. Right. Yeah, right. You know, person, so that way it's not taken cannot, advantage of, you this know. This person by, cannot provide a breathalyzer test exactly. because Bell's palsy or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder, but uh, like maybe that would, but then like uh, as a counterpoint, maybe that would put like an undue burden on like getting a doctor's note, yeah, you know, like yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many, sure. but I, yeah. there has to be, there has to be a solution yeah. to this, yeah. you yeah. Um, uh, yeah, moving along then, um, uh, how about that transition? Uh, there, our friend Keith, uh, Keith MacArthur, uh, if you don't remember Keith, he was on the show. Uh, he is the host of Unlocking Bryson's Brain, also a CBC podcast. Highly suggest you go check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith put out a, a tweet thread that, uh, really took off and it was quite interesting. Um, I'm going to read you the thread and uh, bring up some photos that went along with with some of the tweets. It's it's a 28 tweet thread. Oh, um, it's an 87,000 tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's actually thread. a novel. It is a novel that in, tweet, in Twitter. On yeah. a, it's a Twitter I, thread. I mean, it is a Twitter novel. Really, it's a twaddle. Uh, <laughs> our, our pandemic isn't over, Keith said. Uh, a thread about families who have been double vaxxed but see no end light at the end of the tunnel families like mine so this is a photo of keith and his beautiful family look at that mm. sweet Aww. dog though eh Dude, uh, how his, much is do, his does other the kids do, hair his hair yeah like his kids <laughs> hair and the dog wow it is remarkable <laughs> pretty amazing. uh keith said yesterday i sat on my front porch and watched kids across the street running a lemonade stand they were laughing and having so much fun despite their masks it was one of the most normal things i've seen in months Life in Canada is getting back to normal. As of midnight tonight in Ontario, restaurants, bars, and movie theaters can open their doors. Large-ish social gatherings are allowed outside again, as well as smaller indoor gatherings. But our family isn't close to getting back to normal because even though we're fully vaccinated, we're not. We're not protected. Sorry. Uh, some background. Five years ago, my doctor told me that my kidneys were about to fail. If I didn't get to... Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Dialysis or transplant soon, I would die. My sister Stephanie donated one of her kidneys to me, and that saved my life. My transplant was a medical miracle, but in order to prevent my body from rejecting the kidneys, I'm on drugs that lower my immune system. This puts me at higher risk of getting seriously ill or even dying from hashtag COVID-19. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating when I raise the possibility of dying. One study found that 20% of transplant patients who contracted COVID-19 died 
much at a much higher rate than the general population to which he provided a link um, to that study. He went on to say health officials in Ontario have recognized this extra risk and allowed people on immunosuppressants to get both doses early. Getting my two Pfizer vaccine doses were two of the best days of my life. I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders, not just for me, but for my wife and kids who've been in extreme lockdown for 26 months. But I knew there was a chance that the immunosuppressants I take to stay alive, the ones that make me high risk for COVID, could also lower the efficacy of the vaccine. So about a month after my second shot, I got a special test that measured how much antibody I developed for COVID-19. I expected some reduced efficacy, but I was shocked when I got the test results back. Despite getting two shots of the Pfizer vaccine, my body had developed zero antibodies for COVID-19. None. Whoa, that's wild. Studies show this is typical for about half the post-transplant patients. Wow. He then also added a uh, link to a article that uh, backs this up. He went on to say, my kidney doctor, my kidney doctors say there's a chance the vaccine helped me in a way that can't be measured, but they can't know for sure. Their advice to me is to keep living as if I am unvaccinated and high risk of medically dangerous case, a medic of a medically dangerous case of COVID-19. I should pause here for a minute and acknowledge this is absolutely a problem of privilege because I live in Canada. I was able to get a life-saving transplant at no charge. And I live in a country where everybody who wants to be vaccinated has the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But I'm still worried. Not about myself. I can keep living the pandemic lifestyle for as long as I need to. No, I'm worried for my wife and my kids who feel like they also need to keep living this way along with me. This is Connor. He just graduated from high school after spending more than a year in online classes. He lived in a bubble for a year and a half and hasn't complained at all. Now I'm worried that as long as he lives at home, he'll be on lockdown. This is Bryson. He has served physical, he has severe physical and cognitive cognitive disabilities because of a genetic condition known as grin disorder, grin one. Bryson loves school and was so excited to start his first year of high school but he stayed home all year to keep me safe. For Bryson, the implications of missing school are pretty severe because he's missing out on things like physical and speech therapy. This is my wife, Laura, and her mom, which uh, somehow I've missed that photo. They've seen each other at social distance outdoor visits, but Laura hasn't hugged her parents since March of 2020. Laura, Connor, and Bryson are all fully vaccinated, but they feel like they too have to keep acting as if they haven't been for me because nobody can tell us what kind of danger they might pose for me if they get exposed to someone with COVID-19. There have been some studies that have shown that a third dose can help produce antibodies in transplant patients who didn't respond to the first two. He provides a link uh, for that study and then goes on to say some countries, including Israel and France, are already rolling out a third dose for Im- immunocompromised people. The annoying thing, though, is that the fucking cops would show up and be like, it's not part of the rules. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, blow, blow into this tube. You have to blow into this tube. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't, you're going to jail and your life is fucked. Um, and there's news today that the that CDC happened. is considering this in the U.S., But as far as I can tell, Canada wants to study the issue more before rolling out third doses. Like I said, I'm okay to keep living like it's 2020, but my wish is for my family to be able to go along with the rest of you as you settle back into whatever normal is now. I really want Bryson to be able to go to high school in September. So I guess I'm looking for help. First, if you're an expert in the latest COVID-19 research, does it offer any insight into the likelihood that my fully vaccinated family could get infected to the point that they'd shed enough virus to cause me serious illness? Second, if you have influence on this, can you please help me out by putting pressure on Health Canada and provincial health ministries to roll out third doses for people like me or the governments in your country? Third, if you have neither experience nor influence, you can make our family safe sooner by getting vaccinated. You can also help me by retweeting this thread. Thanks for reading. And I'll conclude with some people that I want to CC on this. And he included a bunch of uh, really great folks, uh, some people that are friends of ours, Andre Picard and uh, 
and uh, Doctor Doctor Goldstein Goldman. Goldman Goldman. God damn it! Um, and then <laughs> uh, and then Keith we'll, we'll just, uh, cut, just say it, get yeah, a clean yeah, cut yeah. of it. Goldman. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Perfect, Brian. We love you. And then he goes on to uh, post a link of of unlocking Bryson's brain. Uh, very smart. Very smart. That's some good uh, marketing advertising right there. Uh, and then also, also, but also a really important. Yes, no, 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 no. Of course, no, no, this, of course. This is, we all know that this is shameless. Just for it. <laughs> CBC put him up to this to do this yeah. for his show. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I mean, I so when I read through that, it, it really shocked me. This is the first time that I heard that um, this whole thing about immunosuppressants basically yeah. l- potentially leave you with with zero efficacy from both doses. Like that, you, that's fucking mind blowing. Do, do you have any like that is mind blowing? Do you have any um, like personal sort of attachment to that where you think of it in, in the sense where like oh, if you had to get a lung transplant, are you like fuck? Maybe like. Maybe this does like is something that I need to be careful about doing because, like, maybe if there's another pandemic, then a vaccine might not be. You as mean effective. like be more like, careful you, about the idea of getting a lung transplant because because like, like it might not be any, worth it. Do you have any like because I'm just sitting here and I, I'm thinking, fuck, that sucks for people who are. I think that just sends you down a rabbit hole the, of be, of being like always scared of the potential thing that doesn't exist. You yet. know, but, but like mm. just because of your situation living with cystic fibrosis do you have any personal sort of like relationship to that story where you're like oh fuck like be like being immunocompromised living with cf2 like well i'm not though so i'm not immunocompromised if i had a double lung transplant i would be you would be yeah but cystic fibrosis is not an immuno is not a a, a, does not result for does not leave you with a a compromised immune system that was a misconception that we had for a long time that's right so i i guess it's not being immunocompromised isn't um, it, it, well, it's not accurate for this, but if you got COVID-19 because of your reduced lung function, are you more susceptible to having like, like negative side effects? Oops. I mean, yeah, but now that I'm, now that I'm fully vaccinated, no. I think that it's, it's less likely. I mean, I, so the way I look at it is that yes, I have CF, but now that I'm fully vaccinated, I too, like you, now have a much great, much lesser chance of, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that would, at least as far as I know, there's nothing that would tell me that there's nothing that would make that otherwise on the antibody point. And this is something that I am, I have no fucking clue about. Is there a difference between having antibodies that you get from having the virus, for example, versus the type of protection that you get from a vaccine? Like is the vaccine, giving you antibodies I think or, so. or does it no give idea. you or does it protect you in must some be, other way it must be giving you antibodies because that's kind of like what he was saying in that tweet thread was like right that's right? But that's, like that's why what that's what i right? that's what i thought about but right but i i i feel like i i i feel like i'm i'm wondering that because i haven't heard i haven't heard the word antibodies that commonly in relation to the vaccine yeah like i don't i don't really I don't I don't connect the two together really. Mm-hmm. I've heard antibodies a lot in relation to having had COVID and going, "Oh, I had COVID, so I developed antibodies against it for like a certain period of time." Yeah. Um wasn't that the test that they were doing for a while like you could get tested to see if you ha- if you asymptomatically had right. COVID in yeah. the past like if yeah. you had antibodies in your yeah. because they, like they go think- if you had it and you haven't been if if you have if you have the antibodies then you probably had COVID I and think- they could probably tell like how long ago Based on well, that was one of the things that I remember or, early on in the pandemic. They were talking about where I love when we're talking where, about shit we don't know about. Where uh, I'm but, googling and I'm, it's all like this. But the, yeah, good luck. Uh, but the other oh, thing is because the thing that I remember <laughs> that was sort of weird at the beginning was um, like one of the first things that was really scary about COVID was they weren't sure like what the death rate was. So like how many people were gonna were were dying of of this. So initially they thought maybe COVID nineteen was gonna kill more people. Um, I feel like that Warren were, has answers that were getting infected, but then, but then, as they started to test people and find out that there was more asymptomatic cases than they had initially thought, they were testing people using these antibody tests that were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, actually, there was a fuckload of people that were infected that actually didn't have any symptoms mm-hmm. at all," which then made them, you know, project that the death rate was actually less than what they'd initially thought because 
there was less positive confirmed cases. And, and I'll say that, more sorry, more positive. I'll say that the reason why I'm why I'm why that question comes up is for me is because mRNA vaccines are different from vac the vaccines that we've had in the past, which yeah. do give you like they give you the virus, they give you yeah. the virus, and then you create an immunity against it from right. having had it. Mm-hmm. Whereas mRNA is not doing that. So see, I think that these conversations, when we just start like fucking speculating about shit, these are what lead to us going. We should get a guest on totally. to talk about that. And this then, is also what leads to uh, yeah. to what's her name Louise, Louise fucking Louise sending emails, which is great email. because then that leads to the guests coming on, and, and that also leads to it. us losing a listener like Louise. Yeah, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren, what did you uh, what did you pull up there? Sorry, um, Louise. So this is this is from uh, healthdesk.org. So, so grain of salt, but oh, they, it does uh, cite. Some that's, resources, including dude, like that's Trump journals. administration's uh, health website. <laughs> oh yeah, it's signed from the desk of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, but Lauren seeing that chicken chop sticker on the, your computer just makes me so fucking wants hungry. A fried, for some chicken wants chop, a fried sandwich. I'm Damn. here to make everybody hungry. <laughs> so um, basically, the the long and short of what this says here. Um, says information has circulated online that getting infected with COVID-19 produces a better antibody response than the vaccine. So getting the virus produced does produce a, um, Oh, basically, oh. no, this is saying that information online says that getting the virus produces a better okay. antibody, uh, response than the vaccine. However, it goes on to say whether or not an antibody response following a vaccine is stronger than an antibody response following infection depends on a range of factors and can go both ways. Ooh, so you yeah. are getting antibodies so from the vaccine. You yeah. are. Okay. So it's a crapshoot. Like you might we, get a weaker we, response from a vaccine or a weaker response from actually getting it than getting the vaccine. I guess it, right. I it depends we, on a lot of different I, shit. I wonder if we should have just gotten it instead. Like if we should have been like, <laughs> let's not get vaccinated. Let's get, let's go get COVID. Let's chase it. Let's hang out get in Northwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, like just let uh, anyone spit in I'll be mouth. a bug chaser for a little bit. Uh, no, yeah, we no. shouldn't. We should that's not a, have done that's that. That's a joke, folks. Get vaccinated because Keith <laughs> um, can't fuck it. Keith's um, kids can't live their fucking life. I wonder if the intensity <laughs> of your symptoms when you get COVID has anything to do, like if there's a correlation. Yeah, like my between- mom, my mom got COVID, but it was very asymptomatic. Yeah. Very chill. So like, did so like she have were her antibodies jacked up or were they really low because she was asymptomatic? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Or she that. just had a low viral load because there's a correlation with that too. Like right, if you yeah. have a higher viral load, you get sicker. Yeah, you know, who fucking knows? I know we don't. People so, do. Uh, somebody does. Somebody does. I know that part. I somebody that part's does. pretty clear. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's, science. let's move on to uh, this week's... I love that. This week's uh, segment of... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> It's hard. It's harder uh, with the setup, like being so far away yeah. from the camera, uh, and my uh, headphones are a little bit too you loud. Punch in, punch in, <laughs> yeah, I'll punch in. Yeah, um, guys, this shit, this it's shit, bananas. fucking rocked me. Bridey sent me an Instagram. <laughs> you say this every time, I know, and every time, if I, every, and am I right every time? You deliver. You do. I deliver, fucking yeah. deliver. Yo, Bridey sent me uh, an Instagram post from Medicalpedia at Medicalpedia on Instagram. Is this like uh, Miss and Jemmy? Uh, I went through. It's it's definitely not. No, okay. like Miss and Jemmy <laughs> is like a nightmare fuel. This yeah. is this is this is whack shit, but it's not as like graphic. But yeah. what I'm about to show you, and folks, I'm telling you right now, this for sure is something you want to go tune in on YouTube so you can see this shit. This is fucking crazy. Extensive head swelling due to an allergic reaction to hair dye. Oh, dude, oh. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about, um, oh, do you guys it. ever play Sim Hospital? Yes. Yeah, with the bloaty head people? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's exactly what you're talking All about. All right, well, let's check this out. Uh, this <laughs> oh, shit. is a photo. Yeah. She looks like, uh, she looks like um, uh, what's her name? The Polish the Polish uh, UFC yeah, Joanna Janjacek. Yeah. Oh, when she got, when she got yeah. fucked up by yeah. Wally. Except, uh, except uh, it's her whole fucking head instead Wally. of just her forehead. Yeah. So, so what we're looking at for Wheelie folks Jane. that that are choosing not to look at this, which I, I really, you're missing out. But um, we are looking at a photo of a woman on the left side. There are three photos. Each photo gets progressively worse. The <laughs> you know, photo on the left is her looking very normal, very pretty. Uh, dolled up. Looks like she's about to like go out on the town, and she has this like nice dark, dyed black jet black hair. She had an allergic reaction to the hair dye, 
And on the right, the middle photo, you let can me, see... Let me, let me describe the middle photo here because it looks exactly like... You guys know the famous uh, portrait, uh, Scream? Is it called Scream? Yeah. The yes. one where it's holding the head? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. she opened her mouth there that would be and it. stretched it out, it would be yeah. exactly that. Yeah. The photo to the right is like the peak of the allergic reaction. Oh it's kind of like a sad hello Lauren, kitty. if you want to just click on the main screen there so we drop the... Uh, the the side screen. Yeah. So uh, a university student says she thought she might die after she had a severe allergic reaction to hair dye that caused her head to swell enormously. Great use of that word. She brought the hair color dye. She bought the hair color dye in a supermarket so she could change the color from blonde to brunette. She got concerned a few hours after she applied the dye to her scalp when it started to itch. Well, that was the problem there. She left it on for too long. It, like leaving it on for a few hours. No, I dude, mean, that ain't it. I, like I've that I've dyed it. my I've dyed my hair a few times. <laughs> that and, ain't you know, the problem. I'm telling you, know, you like right I now. dyed my hair and and I would you know I I get it. You want to get like the, you want to get maximum color yeah. results. So like you leave it on a little bit longer than they say to. I think and, if she had that on for five minutes, the same shit would have <laughs> happened. Uh, she got concerned a few hours after she applied the hair to. Uh, uh, not thinking too much about it, she went to the pharmacist to get some cream to deal with the irritation. But the worst was yet to come. Two days later, she looked in the mirror. Oh, my God. And she was shocked. But can you imagine waking up going like, oh, man, I got a split headache. And you go and you look in the mirror. And, and then all of a sudden, you're like, dude. I mean, dude, this that, is what you see? I mean, that photo in the middle, the photo in the middle is way more jarring than the one on the on I mean, the, the, one right. on, the one on the right looks like she got stung by a million bees. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. the one on the right is like, it's all proportionately yeah. large, where the one in the middle, it's just like above her cheek. The one in the middle looks big. like she was born that way. I, yeah. I, I had, yeah, little, guys, I had an allergic reaction. Like, I would say at like, if that was 100% max capacity on Inflady Head, I was like probably 40%. And... It was super scary. It was in India and I was feeling really sick and I got taken on the back of a motorcycle through these like narrow streets at like two in the morning to this hospital that was like, I I couldn't speak any of the language to them. There was a guy there who was like kind of trying to translate for me and he was basically like, the doctor says to take these pills. And so I've never had an allergic re uh, reaction to medication and so I went back home and I took these pills and I couldn't sleep all night. I was sweating and I just like was like writhing in my bed. And I got up and looked in the mirror at one point and my face was like that, like super puffy, super puffed out, super but not puffy. that, and not this puffed no, out. like 40%, like 40% yeah, of that, I'd yeah. say, but it was fucking like, that was terrifying. So, so I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to oh, look yeah. like that. Oh yeah. It'd be scary. I, um, I can I mean, try to imagine. I get yeah. why she thought she was going to die. It might be yeah. the same though, because the travel factor yeah, that's scary. Brings up, brings up. Travel it does make it a little more scary. Being yeah. sick yeah. when you're traveling is not good. Yeah. It's scary, man. It's super bad. Uh, she was rushed to the hospital where doctors found that she had an allergic reaction to paraphenolendiamine, PPD. Yeah, yeah. Paraf paraphenolendiamine. Yes, it is. You just said it exactly. Say that again. That was very impressive. Paraphenolendiamine. Yeah. Paraphenolendiamine. No, that's it. Yeah. Okay. You fucking nailed it. Fuck Louise. you. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a compound found in 90% of hair dyes. And I think what you meant to say, Jeremy, was paraphenol yeah. and diming. Uh, it's a compound found in 90% of hair dyes and known to carry allergic risks. After treatment, the swelling eventually went down and her face went back to normal. Crazy. Um, but then her head fell off two days later and she oh. died. Well, um, but if you Google hair dye allergic reaction, you get wild results there this so again this is a this is an allergic reaction that is not happened to just just this woman um we have another woman here are we gonna get a slideshow we have another woman here uh this is uh chemise oh, no. armstrong whoa. Whoa. dude the f like eat the i mean chemise chemise is way whoa, worse. Whoa, wait, wait. way worse all the all of those the pictures are the same this person. This is the same woman. No, this looks like a, the new M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Shamiz, uh, thirty-four from Texas, went to have her hair colored at a salon because they used henna, a temporary plant-based dye, um, which is what you usually see people do, like those fake tattoos. Um, dude, she looks fifteen years older in that second photo. That was wild. So three years ago, she realized that she had an allergic, an allergy to. Paraphenol and diamine. A chemical used in permanent hair dye. Dr. Howard Sobel, a New York-based dermatologist and founder of DDF Skincare, says this type of allergy is relatively common. Uh, paraphenol, uh, the, the mean, 
uh, a chemical frequently added to hair dye products is used to intensify the color and shorten the application time. So it explains. Yeah, but, see, but it's supposed very, to shorten it, but, but they just a, left on too yeah, long. But it's a very powerful allergen. Normally, yeah. henna hair dye does not have PPD, but Sobel warns it is often added. In Armstrong's case, it was. In the days that followed, her symptoms escalated from an itchy scalp to her eyes becoming completely swollen shut, landing her in a trip to the ER needing a full week's worth of recovery. Yes. Just, guys, dye? I mean, man, okay, Kyla's been, Kyla's been dyeing her hair since the day we fucking met and long before then. And I'm like, man... That's got to be seeping into your brain. Oh yeah, but it is like, so beautiful. Oh, yeah. it's it is. So yeah. beautiful. She's a very. She's a very. Per, she's hey, a very. Per, she's a very. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> oh hello, my little boy. He wants boy. to come up. He's like, he wants to come, up. come. Let me oh, let me hang out with up? you. Come on, bud. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, oh. oh my god. Like, Go to YouTube right now, folks. You gotta see this. I gotta get under your armpit. Oh my god. Hello. Boy, you want cuddle time? Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Oh my god. Folks, if you want your ovaries to erupt. Dude, what Go to YouTube. F- what the? F- I've what never the- seen that. That was nice. He did yeah. that. He didn't even do that to his owner. Good boy. Tay's his new daddy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to piss hey, on that's you now. Good. Hi, handsome. Good boy. Uh, so that was our what the health and uh, goddamn, what a what a fucking wild thing. So, folks, I think the 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 moral of the story is, don't dye your hair. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not if you not if you I want mean, to turn into a I, goddamn balloon head. Is there long term? There's got to be long term. It's got to be badness yeah. from yeah, dyeing. Man, it's from dyeing be. your hair regularly all the time. Are you a regular hair dyer? I used to. Yeah. I, I used to, and then eventually I just got to the point. I moved somewhere where like the shower was not conducive to box dye. You know what? But I'm going to dye my hair because my 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 family we go gray so early. I'm 27 now. I I'm probably within the next five years I'll start having to. I like gray hair. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know I what? Know. I, I just I'm want to apologize, vain. Lauren. I'm too I, vain. My automatic reaction was to turn to you and ask you if you dye your hair a lot. And How was, sexist. And that was sexist of me. <laughs> Especially no, 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 when I have somebody only... right in front of my fucking face. <laughs> oh who my does God. it all the time. <laughs> who d- who uh, dyes his hair. just dropped the dog and I think it's dead. <laughs> He's dropping him on his head. He broke his neck. <laughs> Although to be fair, Tay, like you, you, I'm the only person who's like hair dyeing habits you don't know here as right, well. Yeah, so right, that's yeah. a fair question, right. I would say, for I that died, reason. Yeah, Thanks I, for making me feel better. I, yeah. I dyed my hair quite a bit, but... Um, yeah, like that probably makes sense that I talk and speak the way that I do now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, you've been progressively yeah. slowing down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was, I was say, good if... for a while, and then like there, there's also like a deadness dying. behind your yeah, eyes. Brian just started to stare off beyond my face. Like I've realized that he's actually <laughs> looking over my head whenever I, we're talking. I dye my hair a lot, <laughs> uh, folks. So so glad that you joined us this week. We love all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening uh, on and watching on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are and all the things we talked about today. If you are listening from Apple podcast, uh, be sure to leave a rating and a review. We really appreciate that. Um, and if you're, uh, if you're hitting us up on Spotify, all you Gen Zers, she, uh, make sure you hit that follow button. Cause we know, you know, it does the good, the good, the good Lord's work. Um, and, uh, yeah, to our patrons, you know, that we love you the most. Yeah. All you glizzies out there. If you want to send us a, uh, a note, you want to tell us what you're up to, how much you love the podcast. You want to talk some shit to us. Uh, you can just slippity slide right into those DMS, or you can send us a, a letter at letters at sickboypodcast.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact and fill out the form and, uh, and maybe we'll have you in the hot seat and have a nice a slippery conversation. And you. speaking of the comments of YouTube, I think we have a little YouTube comment. Do we not, Lauren? Oh, wow. Yeah, because we love and appreciate everyone that is watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We wanted to highlight a YouTube comment this week. So this comes to us from our friend Jade, who writes, Hey, I have severe thanatophobia, which is the fear of death for all of you plebeians who oh. does not who do not know what thanatophobia is. You were listening <laughs> to the wrong po- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you are. laughs> she writes, I have severe thanatophobia, and honestly, your talks have been helping me. I wish I could have a more positive outlook Ooh. on death as this affects my life so, so much. Thank you so far. Uh, you're so welcome. Far. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. think, yeah. But anyway, I, it's all coming I love to that. a close. It's all come to an end soon, my friend. Uh, so enjoy it while you can, while We're you're still on die. this planet, because yeah. eventually 
you're gonna die. Hey, but guess what? There's uh, religions and stuff where you can go and believe that there's like pearly gates and shit afterwards. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, maybe just try that. I'm a fifth okay. level laser lotus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And laser lotus. I just want to say thank you to everybody who makes this show happen. Thank you so much, Lauren Sankey. You're one of a kind. Taylor McGillivray, Jeremy Saunders, and uh, me. It's really fun hanging out with you guys and doing this. Love and it. our little doggies, Donut, yeah. Rupert, and uh, recently passed, Loki, um, <laughs> and uh, Lawrence Catnick. R.I.P., buddy. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much to Jeff Lonis, our manager, Rich O'Coin for the theme music, and... Uh, oh, uh, low the uh, keyboard there. And yeah. Yeah, there we go. All and, good, all uh, good. That's all the thank yous for this week. All right, great, sweet. Well, folks, uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sigmar. Sigmar. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.